Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Topps NFL Huddle. Collect and trade officially licensed the NFL cards with football fans around the globe with just a few clicks. And use your collection and compete in daily fantasy style games. Keep coming back to the app to grab your daily free coins, see new cards released, and chase rare inserts. Download Topps NFL Huddle free in iTunes or Google Play and you get 10 free packs today. Today's episode is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. Your company is only as good as the people you hire. When you're short-staffed, there's no time to deal with all the different job sites until now. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 100-plus job sites with one click and have the best chance of finding the perfect candidate. You can be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com BS. And here's where I thought we'd be playing our song that I thought I had cleared, but it's still not cleared. Ah, oh, America's Nightmare continues. I don't have entrance music, but I do have Joe House. It's our annual Friday uh, NFL picks slash NBA slash whatever else podcast. How are you? Our weekly Friday. Look, I, I, Ice Cube has something to say. Ice Cube wants Ice Cube? to talk about Friday. What yeah, Ice Cube's here. He, he had something to say. Oh. I, I don't think, I don't remember clearing Ice Cube. I, I guess he's just in the background. With terrible production values. You know <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ice Cube. Everything is popping. We're ready. Was it's Ice Friday, Cube? Was and Ice everything Cube? is popping. Was Ice Cube the one in Anaconda? I think he was. He was definitely in Anaconda. <laughs> I like his action movie choices, Ice Cube. Uh, uh, so I don't even know where. To, a gentleman. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Um, let's begin with this. You had a busy week. You were all over America. You were on the airwaves on the East Coast. Uh, um, top and bottom, right? Yeah, I finally got to do Mike Francesa's show. It was it was a it was a huge 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 opportunity for me. I was very excited. He's the best. Uh, no, it was good. It was, um, it was really fun. You know, it, the shame of it is, and I get why ESPN does what they do, or they they steer ESPN people just to the ESPN Radio podcast, right? Or, or ESPN Radio shows and all ESPN things. Yeah, yeah, ESPN Media. But Francesa is like the guy in New York, and he's been right. the guy there for 25 years now. Really, and, New York, and all the way up to New England. I mean, he's not the guy in New England, but right, he's a presence that extends all the way up. Yeah, I was talking to uh, my old Grantland friend Jay Kang about it on uh, on Wednesday. He was saying how, you know, Francesa's the guy, it, it, but it's not just that he's the guy now. It's it's that he's been the guy for that long, and it's really rare. To have the title, you know, I think like in the 80s, Lupico was kind of the guy. Sure. You know, I, was, I was going to high school in Connecticut in the 80s. I used to read the Post and the and the Daily News all the time. But and, that was back when the only way to consume Lupico was by reading him. Right. And he was a great columnist. Um, and he was the guy. And the, the decade before him, Dick Young was the guy in the New York Post. And I think he wrote for the Daily News a little bit too. But Francesa, when him and Dog took over, they collectively became the guy. And they owned New York for, you know, up through the end of the 2000s. And then they split up. And now Francesca's the guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just it's good for me to go on a show like that because I'm reaching a whole bunch of people that might not even know who I am or might not read me. Oh, no, whatever. they know who you are. They hate you. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the I New York thing. I know the New Yorkers are the New Yorkers are surprisingly kind. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that was nice. And then uh, I also did in Boston, I did Toucher and Rich, which was this morning show that that pretty much heated up like in the late 2000s and became kind of the show. And mm. uh, and I wasn't allowed to go on that either. So that that was fun, too. So it's like Yeah, you knocked no. out a couple. Yeah, so you also, speaking of old Grantland friends and, and, and Zip Recruiter, <laughs> I mean, you had a few friends. I know. You know, join the mission, right? Yeah, we did. We had, we had a few hires. Yeah, it's been it's yeah, been pretty good. Definitely an interesting week. Who's the guy in Washington? Because he used to be Tony K for years and years, but now he doesn't write anymore, and he's got the local radio show. But is is there a guy, or is it still it, Kornheiser? It, there, and there isn't a guy. It's it is Tony K. It's it's still Tony K. Um, he's he for, for one thing, um, he's been around now for twenty five, thirty years, and it went right. from. Uh, print to radio. He was the guy on radio when he was doing his radio show 
uh, on ESPN um, back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Right. The TV gig um, necessarily, you know, made him divide his loyalties a little bit, but I, he's still the guy here. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. Everybody my age and older listens to him. Now, the sports junkies are also wildly popular here in D.C., yeah. And with good reason, because the homies roll it proper. I mean, yeah. they've been at it now for, um, I've got to be like 15 years, maybe even longer than that, 16, 17 That's years. That's another show I want to go on. I want to go on the sports show. I wasn't allowed to go on that one either. You, you've been on the junkies once. It was they like let a, you to go on that to promote ago. your book. Yeah, like one a million time. years ago. Yeah. I know, one time in like 17 years. But the, the junkies bring it home. A yeah, you like of, the junkies. Of, of a a, a, bunk, a bunch of local donkeys that do it proper. That would be an interesting uh, blog column, like who's the guy in every city? Because some cities don't even have a guy. I don't think L.A. has a guy. Right, because L.A. just does all of the kind of um, uh, serial um, national be- programs, right? No, it's they, much. They, it's first of all, you're way off. That's the dumbest no, thing you've I, said. No, in like I thought five it was years. all national figures. No, <laughs> L.A. is like relentlessly and painfully local. Oh, like they would rather the Lakers could be fifteen and forty-eight, and and they'll and name a local show. They'll spend the first hour talking about the Lakers over anything relevant. So this 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 is a good. I, I've been out to L.A. probably thirty times since you moved out there. Oh, Not you're, once you're have I ever heard a yeah. local radio program in your car. So this, that's all. My friend Damashek Damashek got a drive time show for ESPN Radio, ironically. And uh, it, this I'm saying this was like in 2007 or 2008. Oh, okay. And his whole pitch for the show was, yeah, yeah, we're not going to do the local stuff. We're, we're going to go national. We're going to go a little broader. Like there's so many transplants here. We can reach all these different people, and we don't just have to talk about the LA teams all the time. And they were like, great, that sounds awesome. And within three weeks, they were like, hey, Talk about the local teams. <laughs> you don't do it. the way the, what you pitched us. Uh, we don't like that anymore. Uh, you got to talk about the local team. People just want to, they were like Sarkeesian, the uh, the coach who who, who yeah. has a drinking problem. The USD coach just dismissed. Yeah, that's that and the Dodgers. That's it right now. And the chosen Rosen, a little bit of that too. That's that what all makes hear. sense. Yeah, that all makes sense. The Dodgers, you know. I tried to tell Sal this on Monday, and I think he thought I was being a dick. The karma of the Utley slide, it had to come back and haunt the Dodgers. It just had to. That's how it was the going law of to. baseball. I, I, that is the law of baseball. I totally agree with that. I thought maybe um, that karma was delivered in the um, Monday night game, the way that the Mets hit 17 and a half home runs yeah. uh, and won 40 to, to whatever the score was. I thought that was um, the baseball gods evening, evening it up. But, you know, um, last night was pretty interesting. I don't think the Dodgers were very good. They had two great pitchers. Other than that, it was a – did you think that was a talented team? Like the no league thing really were, hurt them. The only, only guy in their lineup that scared me offensively is Justin Turner. Yeah, that's not good. Like, Puig, think about what you just said. I, I understand. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, Puig ended up not, um, for whatever reason, having a great series. And, and that was, you know, that's kind of the difference. I love DeGrom plus one. I tweeted this. I like DeGrom plus 135 with Falcons minus four. And I knew, uh, I knew one of them was going to lose. I didn't bet it, though. Falcons. Oh, I got scared. Good. Yeah, the Thursday. Yeah. I made a rule this year, and it's one of the better rules I've ever made in my life. Is just don't bet on the Thursday games. Just don't. Yeah, just stay away Thursday from games them. are out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's yeah. Atlanta invented 17 ways to lose that game. I didn't see it. Did you watch it? It was painful to watch. I switched away uh, upon each mistake, and there was a dozen mistakes. So I, I kept turning away, kept pulling and going back in just to see if there's any spark. Mistake, 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 that's it. Turning it off, put back on the baseball game. I'm in two uh, auction leagues. Oh, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm in one auction league and then one trade. My East Coast Fantasy Football, which is like my all my friends from high school and college. And then uh, and then the West Coast one, which is the auction league, which I care about a little more because the skills higher. Yeah. In those two leagues, I spent a combined $140 on Chikandrick West in my, <laughs> in my free agent auction. I spent 71 on, on one league and like 68 uh. on the other. And oh my gosh! In the West Coast League, I have like a monster team, and I was and I was just thinking like, oh, this guy makes it. 
um, I win the league. If this uh -huh. guy can be 80% what Jamal Charles is, I, I win the West Coast League. The East Coast League, my team's terrible, and I was like, I, I'm, I need a miracle. So either way, I'm in the I'm in the Chikandrick West business. Chikandrick? Chikandrick? <laughs> no, you're I didn't even know me. who he was on Sunday. Don't ask me. But these are the guys that swing leagues. Like Yeah, that's right. Like Lou Ross. I, I have, uh, what about Lou Devontae Ross Freeman in, in one league? Oh yeah, Devontae. But he was he got drafted though, right? Oh yeah, I drafted him. I mean, you're right. He wasn't a free agent pickup, but it wasn't there was still some possibility that that Tevin was going to be the the primary feature back for Atlanta when the season started. That's why I hate fantasy football. <laughs> it's one of the 97 reasons. Like it, I remember liking Liking Devontae Freeman going into my draft, and like the day before, it seemed like Tevin Coleman or one of them. All of a sudden, there was ambiguity with the starters, right. and then uh, yeah. and then somebody ends up getting him at the end of the draft, and he's like the best player in fantasy football. Fantasy football is evil. It's the dumbest of dumb pursuits. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, Speaking of dumb pursuits. Yeah, gambling. What's dumber than gambling? <laughs> so, before we get to football, quickly the baseball. Oh. Yeah. Blue Jays minus one fifty five over the Royals, and the Royals have home field in that series. Um, and then the Cubs minus one sixty over the Mets. That that seems like a, I what? don't like either one of those. Well, I like the Royals and 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 the Mets. I feel like I know a lot about baseball and sports. When was the last time the Cubs made the World Series? I, <laughs> I don't even know. Does it happen in our lifetime? No, they has. have not made the World Series in our lifetime. Tate. I'm calling out Tate, our new producer. Our new producer, Tate Frazier, who's sitting there staring at me. Yeah. Can you find out when the Cubs last made the World Series? Tate's on it. He looks very serious right now. Um <laughs> Tate, 22-year-old from North Carolina, um, buttered me up by claiming that he loved, one of his favorite ACC games was Maryland versus North Carolina, even though he was like minus eight when it happened. But it's still Oh, I, you, nobody told me that. Just obviously straight to my heart. Yeah, I know. I figured. <clears throat> so it, it, I would say Blue Jays-Mets. But I, I don't know if I'd bet it. But it just it seems too improbable that the Cubs would make the World Series. How, yeah. how would that happen? I, 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 I'm... I'm just so happy that it's Mets Cubs. It's a it's great, great story. It's I'm so happy good. for the story. It's so good. I love it. Well, when it, it starts when? 1945. Oh, 1945. The Cubs made it. Jesus, my dad wasn't born oh. in 1945. Was Dick House well, born in 1945? He was Barrett. Yes, he was four years old. I think. Detroit Tigers. A young Dick House. Yeah, they played the Detroit Tigers, and they obviously lost. Yeah, so Dick we House have, was not impressed. We have the Blue Jays at Royals tonight. So. Well, if I had to pick, I'm going to give you the odds for the matchups, too. Wait a second. Where are those? Um, if, I, if I had to pick, I would say Royals-Blue Jays. And, why, and you would say, I'm sorry, uh, Mets-Blue Jays. Yeah. And you agree with I would, that? No, I would say Mets-Royals. Why do you like the Royals? Um, I like that they, this is the, the dumbest of dumb reasons. I am so prepared for all the criticism of this. Okay. They were there last year. That's <laughs> that's it. That's all. That is the dumbest of dumb that's reasons. That's so stupid. I, I said so. I haven't I even dumber. Dumb. Wait, I, I'm going to trumpet. I have a dumber reason. <laughs> I like the Blue Jays' chemistry. I think they have great <laughs> chemistry. I like Bautista. I like Encarnacion. I yeah. like Donaldson. Because Chemi chemistry in baseball is so important. Oh, it's great. It's an individual sport where your team, you can't rely on your teammates in any way, and I love their chemistry. It's, it's, yeah, it, it, chemistry is about as important in baseball as it is in swimming. Right. But I loved when Bautista hit the bat flip homer, and the Blue Jays like charged out of the dugout like it was Little League. That never happens. That was awesome. It's tremendous. I'm in. It's tremendous. It's I'm the in. best. So, what fan base would you be happiest for, Cubs? I, honestly, I, I, yeah, the Cubs. That's not even close. I was going to try and make an argument for the Royals, but no, it's got to be the Cubs. How could it? Nineteen forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that nineteen forty-five. It's like nineteen oh eight. Well, no, forty-five since the last time they were in. 
I was talking to, I talked about this with Francesa actually, where I think the Cubs are different than the Red Sox fans in that we were so tormented the whole time, Red Sox fans. Whereas the Cubs seem like at peace with the fact that the Cubs fans seem like they're at peace with the, that they're never going to win. Well, their regional tormentors are, are are St. Louis, the Cardinals, right? right? That's their local rival, the way the Yankees are for you. But uh, well, they're not the Yankees, really, the Yankees aren't really our rival anymore because we've dominated the century. <laughs> we measure ourselves against some of the other teams now. Congratulations! Uh, hey, speaking of measuring uh-huh. football, last week, um, I'm having a good year in general, um, but I got I I lost. Last night. So right now I'm 42, 32, and four for the season with picks. Oh, I didn't. I didn't pull up my thing. Let me see if I can figure. Out. I went 11 and three last week against the yeah, spread. Yeah, you've had two really good weeks. I had my yeah. Sunday best bets, which I've been posting on Instagram and Twitter, uh, 10, four, and two. But last I week, to, which yeah. you went three, one, and one. I went two, two, yeah. and one. Yeah. So I'm I'm now as between on this on this podcast five, four, and one on best bets, which is not great, but. Well, we're we're going to ramp it up this week. Let's quickly go through the games that we did not pick. Sure. Uh, I thought about taking the Cardinals minus four in Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. I gave it a long, hard look as well. Yeah, Cardinals might be good. I I don't think might be. I I like them quite a bit. Uh, and Vic is is um, such an impairment on on Pittsburgh. It hurt so much to watch that game. Yeah, um, Monday night. But um, I honestly think the 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 home field thing is what's kept me away from um, banging the cards in this this week. I'm yeah. gonna pick. I'm picking the Cardinals either way, but they're they're not one of my best. Yeah, and I, and the thing with the cards is that I, I'm sorry with the Steelers is that they have so many guys who are scary that are on the field. It just they make me nervous. Yeah, you know, they got Bell, they got Bryant, they got Antonio Brown. They got these guys who can bust these sixty-five yard touchdowns. I don't know. I, I I don't feel great about betting that one. So Vikings. Yeah, I thought Bell was unbelievable Monday night. By the way, I can't sing his praises enough. It looked like he was a video game player in that game. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, and they're you know they a little something something at home too. So Vikings yeah. are uh, minus four at home against my dude Chikandrick West and the Chiefs. Chikandrick's going to have nine carries for eight yards, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, people are going to make fun of me, but that's fine. I like the Chiefs in this one. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm probably taking the Vikings. I don't have a feel for it. I almost took the Bengals minus three and a half in Buffalo. E.J. Manuel's playing. I'm not sure the Bills are even good, but, um, man, something something just scares me about the Bengals. Even last, I mean, it's 24-7, that game. I don't know what happened to Seattle in that game, but... Uh, it's this just feel. Couldn't you see like betting the Bengals and then Andy throws the pick and you know somebody runs yeah. for seventy yards. Sammy Watkins, who was bitching about getting the ball this week, he makes a play. It's something scares me about this one. I, I could see it, which is why I would, I'm definitely taking the Bills. Yeah, I almost they were in in my my small stack for potential best bet, but I didn't I didn't put them in. But I love the Bills getting three and a half at home. Yeah, I haven't decided yet. Uh, Lee, the Lions are minus three at home against Chicago, which is basically uh, Vegas is just like, look, whatever. These teams suck. Here's yeah. the home team gets a field goal. Good luck. Good luck, everybody. I have no idea. I have no idea what happens in this game, and I don't care. And I feel the I same think way. the Bears are, sl- are a little bit better than they have appeared. Their defense is pretty good. They have a couple dudes. Pernell McPhee's yeah. look good this season. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'll probably take the Bears. Why would you take Jim Caldwell and Matthew Stafford ever? I will be taking the Bears. I mean, Matthew Stafford got set down coach's decision last week. Yeah, he really did. During the game. Well, he's a young quarterback. Oh, wait, he's been in the league seven years. Uh, Broncos, minus four and a half at the Browns. I like the Browns. Not enough to bet on them, but uh, especially who's out on the Broncos? DeMarcus Ware? He's out for a couple weeks, yeah, right? That yes, was a big part out. of what yes. they were doing was their pass rush. Uh, that was that's that's their their whole all of their success has been defensive. This is the first time uh, at this stage of the season. Well, this is a it's a dumb thing I'm about to say. It's it's so obvious. Uh, Peyton has more picks than touchdowns. Yeah. Did you know that? I look. They've been winning because their defense, the G- yes. their DVOA, with their, they have the thirty second offense. Right, I couldn't believe that. Football outsiders, like this is this Peyton Manning thing. 
but you know, week after week, I think he's due for a game where he just throws five picks and single-handedly loses the game. I don't think it's this week, though. I don't think it's this week either. Like I'm probably going to take. I'm, gonna, I'm probably taking the Broncos. Really? I, I think that lines up maybe a point too high. It feels like yeah. that should be Broncos three and a half. But yeah. uh, Jags Texans. The the Texans are reprehensible, but obviously the people think the Jags are worse because they're not even getting three at home. They're only giving one. Oh, I saw uh, pick them in one thing. Well, whatever. I, I'm yeah. taking the Jags, but I'm not. That's I'm taking the Jags as well. I'm not taking Houston again until they stink. It, I, they stink. I just yeah. can't take them. It hurts yeah. me. They stink. Um, Titans, Dolphins. Oh, Hard one because you know there's a lot of. Oh wait, that that's one of my picks. So let's just oh, get to oh. let's just get to our real picks. I didn't even know we're there. <laughs> we're there. We've we've I'm, arrived. There's only 14 games this week. Right, and we just did one, two, three, four, five, six, and then we have. I'm missing a game. Oh boy! Well, at least I'm not prepared. Did you do? Is is Ravens Forty ers one of your games? Yes. Oh, okay. It wasn't one of mine. Is and Falcons was last night, so we're, we only yeah, have thirteen. Yeah, okay, to, to go so we're through. good. Yeah. Okay, first game. We both agree that this is a game we should pick. The Jets are home. They're laying six points to the Washington professional football team. What's your take? The D.C. Grudens. This is a surprising, right? I, I, I've i been slowly warming up to the D.C. Grudens this year. Mm. They've outgained four of their five opponents this year. Defense, sixth ranked overall. And I like the spot. The six points is just a hair too many for 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 me. Oh, it's not the, a hair. It's a it's a full head of hair. It's a full head of hair. It should it's be too minus many. Four. So we're in agreement on this. I didn't know that you were going to agree with me. I like their defense. I like their offensive line. I think they can run the ball. I thought last week was really impressive against the Falcons. Um, what are the odds Kirk Cousins was going to kill you in a big in a big spot? Uh, right, right. That was an all time Watfo. We knew that was coming, but but still covered covered the seven and a half. That's really all that we care about on this on this podcast. And it's Kirk Cousins versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I have a really dumb stat that I like to um, trot out as well. NFL teams off a win in London are one in seven against the spread at home in their next game. That's a very dumb stat, but. Well, I can just tell you. One in seven is not good. I went to London for the Olympics, and it took me like a month and a half to recover when I came back to America. (laughs) So I I can't even imagine what it's like to be a football player. I just think that I think that these are these teams are relatively even. That's my my view. They're two eight and eight teams, and the line. I don't see how the line's six. I'm grabbing the points. I'm with you. Next game, you. This is just you. Packers ten and a half at home. Chargers. Who do you like? I like the Chargers. Oh. Uh, and it's just, uh, look, um, the line, the, the, a few of these games, the lines mute, moved, moved? The lines moved by huge, huge swings um, during the course of the week. This is one of those games. This yeah. one opened at nine and climbed all the way up to ten and a half, I think it is now. 80% of the early spread bets on the Green Bay Packers. And, um, you know, this is just a, a contrarian play. It's a straight-up contrarian play for, for San Diego. There's a bunch of great stats that support double-digit underdogs um, in this position. And you'll be surprised to, to hear this little nugget. Philip Rivers, 3-0 and as a double-digit dog. Well, here's the other thing with the Chargers. You'd actually rather take them on the road. Uh, absolutely, they, they have the opposite of a home field advantage since their coach, since their quarterback had to use the silent count in a Monday night game at home uh, this week. It was terrible towels all over the house. It was awful. what is going on out there? It's got to be. It's got to be so depressing to that that's your home home fans and forty thousand of them are rooting for Pittsburgh. It would be understandable if the Chargers were like the DC Gruden's here and and terrible for like the last ten years, and, yeah. and so opposing teams can have their fans come. They and especially here, uh, Pittsburgh is so close to Washington. But what the hell is going on out there? Doesn't make sense. And you have, I watched the last two Packers games. They they scored seventeen on the Niners. Yeah, they really couldn't move the ball that much, and then they scored twenty four on the on the Rams. One long touchdown, one long pick six. I think they only had one other like traditional multi play drive. 
I, I, what Rodgers is doing this year reminds me in 06 with Brady. Mm-hmm. When we had like Rache Caldwell and Jabbar Gaffney as the two best receivers and Daniel Graham as the tight end and Lawrence Maroney as the running back. And Brady was so good, he kind of patched it together and was able to drag the team to the AFC title game. They had the big lead. They blew it to the Colts. I, I just don't see any weapons for, for Rodgers. Yeah, we're not seeing big separation. The Packers no. receivers are not getting open. Not open at all. And I think the reason he loves James Jones is because when he's scrambling around and James Jones can kind of get open for uh, by a half inch. But, and he makes and he makes a play, James Jones. But it's not easy for Aaron Rodgers, and and uh, this is just a lot of points. I it's with too that many said, points, that's all. I don't think the Chargers are good, and I'm not taking them. I, to me, this is a stay away. I could totally see the Packers winning by thirty. Yeah, honestly, uh, the the line at ten and a half is is what um, convinced me to pop it in there. The, the ten and a half number at, at nine or nine and a half, I almost certainly would have taken the Packers. But once it jumped over ten, um, I'm on I'm on San Diego as a contrarian play. That's terrible logic, and I look forward to it haunting you. Uh, Thank you. I have the Titans minus one and a half against the Dolphins in Tennessee. And I'm taking the Dolphins plus one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I think, I think their coach. I think that was a really bad situation for them. And okay, I didn't. I I thought they looked sluggish. I thought they looked sloppily coached. I didn't think they seemed enthusiastic to be playing professional football in any way. And I actually think they have some talent, you know. And new coach comes in. We're gonna knock some heads. We're gonna have hard practices again. And, they just have more talent than Tennessee. Tennessee's coach sucks. I, I think that's a bottom five coaching staff. And wow. like watching that, because I picked Tennessee last week and I bet on them. And I had that game on one of the four TVs and they should have beaten Buffalo. That, that, that was a coaching malpractice game. Um, and this is the biggest game of the year for Miami because... Right now, Miami is only one and three. You know, they're not out of this. Nine and no, seven could be a wild card in the AFC. That's and true. they're going, they have at Tennessee, home for Houston, at New England on a Thursday night, throw that one away, That's at cool. Buffalo, at Philly, home for Dallas, at the Jets. Uh-huh. But they could be three and three for that Pats game. They could be three and three for that past game. You know, so if if I'm Miami, I'm like, come on, guys, we we have two games against the AFC South. Let's do this. We're gonna be three and three in eight days. Come on. So, um, even though I'm not a Ryan Tannehill fan, and even though I, you know, they haven't been impressive, I don't know. I'm I'm just playing them this week. Well, there's a nice stat here for you. I'll I'll, I'll drop that supports your your theory here. Teams off a loss in London, who dumped to the spread. Uh, by ten or more, are five and zero against the spread in their next game. What about teams that lost in London and took a dump on their coach? <laughs> is, there, is there a track record for that? Or no? all I know is we, you know, the Philbin Hedge is going to go down as one of our our gambling highlights this season. I still hate uh, you for it. I, that neither one of us <laughs> actually went and played on. I actually was talking to somebody a few days ago. I can't remember who, and they were like, "I listen to your podcast with House." Why'd you let him bully you into that Dolphins pick? I, I was like, oh, I, was, I need like therapy to get over that. I'm, I'm still, you're never talking about That was the reason. You're a dick. Uh, yeah. Seahawks are laying seven at home against Cam Newton, a bunch of nameless, faceless receivers in the Carolina Panthers. Who do you like? This is one of your five. Yeah, this is one of my five. I love Seattle in this, in, at this, mm. uh, at, at this position in this angle. Um, Seven is exactly the number. We're finally at a point in the season where the power rankings start to um, have a little shape to them, start to make a little bit of sense. Um, there's enough of um, uh, experience, you know, third of the way almost to the season where you get a, a quarter to a third of the way, depending on uh, the teams, and, and you have a little bit of a feel. The, in the power rankings, these teams are like six to six and a half points apart, and I just love Seattle in this position after last week's gack. I loved Seattle last week, um, and it ended up being a, a push. They had every reason in the world, every opportunity in the world to win that game. Andy Dalton did 
um, the regular season Andy Dalton uh, thing, which is, you know, drag his guys from behind uh, in a game early enough in the season where it's not a tremendous amount of pressure. That felt and like a dig. Everybody's prepared for a loss. That felt like huh? a dig. That felt like a dig against Andy. <laughs> it, oh, it was a dig. Okay. So I, I just, uh, I like Seattle here. Okay. Here, here's I like Seattle too. I didn't like them enough to bet on them because I, I worry that there's something funky going on with them. They, to What's blow a funky? seventeen, well, blowing yeah. a seventeen point lead makes me nervous, and sure. it doesn't seem like they can block. It doesn't seem like they can protect leads. We saw two straight games now where they had a double digit lead that they squandered, which makes me nervous. True. Carolina's four wins this year were. <laughs> Jacksonville, Houston, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay. And I'd like to offer them a hearty congratulations for those four <laughs> nail-biter wins. So we have no idea if they're good. And this is the Four perfect... of the five worst teams in the league. Yeah, and this is the perfect time of the season where somebody just looks at the record and goes, oh, 4-0. And oh. But I really feel like this line should be like 8.5 or 9. I feel this the same way. And you know who agrees with us? Vegas, all the Sharps. Yeah. There's... there's uh... A couple stats out there that show that the majority of plays so far have been on the Panthers, but the heavy money. So people, you know, the volume of plays is on the Panthers, but all of the money is on Seattle. So that's that's just the classic sharps versus squares gig. All right, I'm about to become the biggest hypocrite of all time with my next pick, which you did not join me on. The 49ers are getting two points at home against the Baltimore Ravens. A week ago. I had a whole impassioned monologue about how excited I was to bet against Colin Kaepernick every week and how he was going to be a Section 8 and, you know, this is our last chance. You said bad things about Colin. I said a lot of bad things. This is our last chance. Rarely do you have a a gift given to you like this where you can just bet on against somebody for three straight weeks whose career is clearly going in the toilet. I was so excited. Then you watch him in that Giants game. If there's no pass rush, he's fine. The Giants don't yeah. have a pass rush. You know who else doesn't have a pass rush? The Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. You know who else isn't good? The Ravens. They They're not keep good at football. Making opposing quarterbacks, they, they keep offering up to opposing quarterbacks record-setting weeks. In fact, this is a true uh, fact. Tyrod Taylor is out this week for the Buffalo Bills, my starting quarterback on one of my fantasy teams. The quarterback yeah. I picked up was Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So the Ravens gave up 37 points. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 33 points to the Raiders. They gave up 28 to the to the Bengals. They gave up 20 to Michael Vick. The 28 that they gave up to the Bengals, by the way, was with the game on the line. They were up late right. in the fourth quarter and gave up a touchdown to lose the game. They gave up 33 to the Browns, and Josh McCown threw for like 570 yards. They don't have Steve Smith. I just don't think they're good. I don't think they're good at football. I think they're a bottom half of the league team, and uh, and I'm just going to grab the points here because I, I really feel like the line should be like Niners by one and a half or Niners by two. The Niners can do stuff. Like Carlos Hyde can run. They they have linebackers who can make plays. They're not horrendous. I think they're horrendous if you had a good defense that was just chasing down Kaepernick. I think you'd fall apart, but that's not going to happen we, this week. We keep saying San Francisco's defense is good. I mean, they're 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 legitimate, is the way I'll put it. Yeah. They're not awful. No, they're not awful. So they had, well, they gave up. Now, you know what wasn't impressive was when they gave up the game-winning drive to the Giants when Eli Manning only had Shane Vereen to throw to. I wouldn't well, say they have a good defense. <clears throat> they've had their terrible. moments. That's a better way. I said legit. I, I yeah, they've had their back. moments. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of moments. Yeah. I keep telling you about SeatGeek, a familiar name and sponsor of my podcast, as well as the best app for sporting or event tickets. House. I tried out SeatGeek recently. I needed Oh, two- where, where'd you do? Where'd you go? I needed two extra tickets for the LA Kings game. Uh, nice. It could not have been easier. So what if the Kings crap the bed? And so what if the Kings need to fire their coach? That wasn't SeatGeek's problem. I found two good seats thanks to SeatGeek. When you How does shot- it work? Uh-huh. Well, How does you, it work? I'm glad you asked. When you shop on SeatGeek, you can check out virtually every ticket option available for games and events. They pull ticket options from hundreds of online ticket sellers and create a one-stop shop for tickets. They also have a great feature called Deal Score. It ranks every ticket on the market 
with a 1 to 100 value score and plots the best deals on a color-coded interactive map. Find a ticket you want to buy, make two taps, and you're done. Show your phone at the venue and you're in. And guess what, House? My listeners can save $20 by downloading the free SeatGeek app today. Enter promo code BS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after your first purchase. Every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. So download the free SeatGeek app. Enter promo code BS. Just do it. It's a great deal. 20 bucks to use on gambling. Yeah. You could you could actually use that twenty bucks to gamble on the game you went to when you when you bought the ticket at SeatGeek. All right. How much fun is that? Our last two picks, the two night games, and we both have these marked down as two of our five picks. The first yeah, one. I'm Sunday sure we're night. we're we're both hundred percent in lockstep on how this is gonna go. Sunday night, Pats giving ten at Indianapolis. Andrew Luck probably will play. Uh good. Good. Even better. Yeah. If they can't make the line high enough, and I'm fine with it. It could be 14. I'm betting the Pats. I, I, they've destroyed the Colts the last four times they've played them. They have extra incentive in this game. I, I just don't see any scenario. If this Pats team is a good team, this this will be the week that they lay the smackdown. Now, the one, the one fear I have here, Nate Solder went out, left tackle, out yeah. for the year. Yes. Marcus Cannon replaces them. Pat's offensive line has been a little up and down, shaky in general. And uh, that worries me a tiny bit. That's it. I, I have no other concerns. I like how you see, you're going to do the calm and collected gig. I'm going to be the one that gets excited on this. I mean, this is, you know, I said this last week, the Patriots, until further notice, you play the Patriots every single week, no matter what the line is. This line should be 20 points. Yeah. The Colts. Stink, stink. They have been outgained in every game they've played this season. They are 0-6 straight up and against the spread in the last six games against the AFC East. And in the in the Andrew Luck era, the Patriots are 4-0 and have outscored the Indianapolis Colts by 189-73 to points. That might be the score this week. I, you... I love the Pats. And you know who else loves the Pats? America. America annihilated the opening line in this game. The yeah. opening line for this game was seven and a half points. It's ten and a half points. They have an three F- points. There's an fu history with the New England Patriots. It's a proven history of documented. Yeah, they will step on your throat if if you've made them angry in some way. Now, the, the luck part. He, here's here's the case you can make for the Colts. Like luck, yeah. the, luck has had a habit. We've seen the Colts. I can't even remember how many times in the Pagano era where they fall behind by 17 to 20 points and then luck makes the late run. Yes. So, you know, that could happen in this game. It could happen. And, and on, I mean, that's every single, um, uh, handicapping analysis runs in favor of the Colts. It's just way too many points. The seven and a half would have been the right, the right number of points. The, the public pumping it up to 10 and a half, make it like an all time contrarian play. All the money's on the Patriots. Did you and know that? Did you that's know that, where value comes in? Did you know the Patriots pay a four percent mortgage on Andrew Luck because they own him? <laughs> thank you. I'll be here all week. Last that's awful. Thank you. Uh, last game Monday night. <laughs> I think the Eagles suck. They're now they're laying four against the Giants. I'm so glad. I, I just think the they Eagles suck. suck. They, they do suck. suck. They suck. They stink. Yeah, I know they won like thirty nine and ten against the Saints last week, but I They I, were supposed I'm, to do that. The the Saints really suck. I don't believe in the Eagles. And by the way, nothing from last night changes my point of view on that. So the Giants are getting four Monday night. I like this Giants team. Now Beckham's gonna be healthy, right? Beck I that that's the indication. We you know, we'll we'll see come Sunday, um, whether or not he's all the way hundred uh, percent healthy, but he's he's. I think he's probable right now, right? Yeah, my fear is that he seems probable. My fear with this game is just that the Giants have no pass rush, and Sam Bradford, who is another guy who you hit him twice and he's done for the game. You know, getting a little comfortable, feeling yeah, they, they might a not be bit. able to hit him twice. Yeah, um, the power rankings have uh, the Eagles slightly ahead, one and a half to two and a half point favorites. Um, but the, the the reason that you bang the Giants here is is because it's four. The four is a crazy number. Yeah, it's a, and Eli has this this crazy um, great dimension to him in in uh, uh, division games as a dog off a win ten two and one against the spread, 
and 5-0 and straight up and against the spread uh, when against a 500 team or worse. Yeah, I was going to say, angle. I like Eli on the road in his own division for some reason. So do I. I have no empirical so evidence to back that up. You just trotted some stuff out. But it always feels yeah. like the Giants are always frisky when they're at Washington, at Philly, at Dallas. That, I, I had the exact same feeling. All right, so to recap. Uh, we both have the Washington professional football team plus six. DC Gruden. You have the Chargers plus ten and a half in Lambeau. You're going to lose that one. <laughs> I have the Dolphins plus one and a half in Tennessee. You have the Seahawks minus seven at home against Carolina. That's going to be a push. Yeah, that feels like a push. We'll we'll just tease that. We'll make money from that somehow. Yeah. I have the 49ers plus two at home against uh, Flacco and Harbaugh and the Ravens. I have the Pats minus 10 in Indianapolis, as do you. Yeah. And we both have the Giants plus four. Oh, we have the Pats at 10. We don't have them at 10 and a half. No, we're gi- we have them at 10. I'm giving them to us at 10. Whew. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, so it really seems Giants. like, should we just do a Deflategate parlay and just take the 49ers and the Patriots? <laughs> and F you Deflategate parlay? Uh, that, that's... How much do we... Yeah, so that we get... Right, we'll figure uh, it out later. Last thing, yeah. I want to talk about Lamar Odom really quick. Okay. What a sad story. And It's a sad story. How weird that in 2015, somebody who was in the NBA Finals five years ago, it basically sounds like, like, like he had like a, a legitimate drug problem. Yeah, he has a drug dependency. But, but, and he hasn't been able to have the right combination of people in his life or his own, um, you know... Uh, uh, I don't know what what trait helps a person kind of come to grips with their their problem and and address it, but he he needs help. Well, I mean, yeah, that goes without saying. I mean, that that it really seems like he had so much tragedy in his life that it kind of broke him. You know, he just one thing after another, and that car yeah. accident, and the, his son died, and I know he had it's, a it's tragic like childhood, and his dad had problems, and it just seems like. At some point there, he just kind of gave up. And, and he's uh, a loved guy. People really love was. him. Yeah, that. I was surprised reading all the stories and the feedback this week. It seems like everybody who whose life he passed through, like he like just really genuinely cared about the guy. Yeah, rooting for him. Yeah, what a. I I just can't believe in 2015, a Las Vegas brothel with I, drugs in your system and like I mean, a track mark in your arm in a brothel for several days. That, yeah, that's like, a sad moment. That That's like something that would have happened to Michael Ray Richardson in 1981. You know, it just doesn't, it's not something that happens in 2015. Yeah. I felt really bad for him. And, you know, I, I saw Van Pelt's monologue about how he's not the guy from the Kardashians, which did you see that? I thought I was, no, I missed it. I heard about it. I didn't see it. You know, I think what what people forget is for a lot of people, he was the guy from the Kardashians. A lot of people don't watch basketball. It was a completely different audience, Uh you know? And that that was why it was kind of depressing to see him on that Kardashian show because this guy was the third best player on two straight title teams. He was definitely one of the most unique forwards of the last 20 years, you know? And it got involved with that family and and he just, just doesn't seem like once people pass through that vortex, it just doesn't seem like it turns out great for anybody, right? And and, and he had the the best kind of framework to be able to survive it. He's achieved genuine professional success in his life. Right. He, I mean, he should have been able to withstand it. Remember that year? What was it? Like the World Basketball Championships in 2010 when uh, he was kind of one of the leaders of the team. It was like Durant's first. I think that was, or maybe Durant was 2012, but... One of those years in international hoops, he was he became one of the leaders of that team, and there was a lot yeah, of stuff about the mature Lamar Odom, all that stuff. He uh, he was really good at basketball, you know. I, I I think to be the third best player in a finals team or in a back-to-back finals team, it's a real thing. You what know? feels like it's it's kind of a shame is he was slightly ahead of his time, like the kind of player that he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and, He's a and, stretch four now. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and, and could face the basket and shoot, and if he'd really focused on three-pointers, could have been – I mean, his stroke was perfect. Um, he, he, he could be devastating uh, in, in the, the way the game's being played right now. Yeah, you look at and that the Lakers – That Lakers mm-hmm. team – I'm conflicted on that Lakers team because 
in 2009, I thought the Celtics had the best team that year. And uh, and KG went down halfway through. Yeah. And then, you know, we all thought LeBron was going to be there in the finals. Remember, Orlando just got hot. They just started making threes, and Dwight Howard was doing Dwight Howard. All of a sudden, they were in the finals. I never felt like that 09 Lakers team was like a monster team or anything. But the one thing that was interesting about them was when, you know, just to have Gasol and Bynum and Odom. Yeah. Was so was such a rare thing. And Odom's flexibility and his ability to be able to play, you know, he could play small forward, he could play the four. Now, if you took 2009 Lamar Odom and put him in the 2015, the way Styles played now, he might even play the, a little five, right? Oh, he could play the five for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. He, and he's one of those guys that, he definitely had a, had bad luck with teams for a long time. Just who he was playing with, where you just think like if if he had like let's say he was on Phoenix in the mid two thousands, that would have been yeah. so great for him. Yeah, you know, uh, right? He he could have been uh, Amari. He could have had all of that. Uh, yeah, or, or Sean. He could have had that Sean Marion kind of second banana forward, but you know the offense runs through him and Nash and. Um, but definitely it, it, it was something I hadn't even thought about until all this stuff happened, but definitely a unique player. I, I don't even know who you would compare him to, you know, he's like a, one of those one of a kind basketball players. Yeah. That multidimensional. He felt like, uh, he was a little bit of evolutionary. He was smaller than Derek Coleman, but I always sort of thought of him as a, as a, as a logical extension of, of that skill set that Derek Coleman had. Yeah. And, this is going to sound weird, but I always felt like he was like left-handed Billy Owens. Like all the sure. stuff Odom did in his career was kind of what I wanted Billy Owens to be. We're Billy doing Owens. Syracuse guys. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Billy Owens, uh, yeah, he never got there. Right. Odom, what was interesting about Odom was when they would run the offense through him, you know? And then all of a sudden you go down and post up. And it just seemed like there's certain guys in the NBA who you always wonder – in a pickup game, how much fun they would have been able to play with and how many things they could have done. Like, I'm going to talk about NBA, just like if you just randomly playing with them in the playground. It seems like he would have just been amazing. You yeah, know, like, right. That the, All the skills that led to him um, being a guy that, that teams trusted to run the offense through would have been extraordinary on a pickup basketball court. So much fun. You know, and he also... A couple good what-ifs with him. Like... You know he's he's there in on the Clippers. He's about to resign with them, and that agent Bill Duffy is supposed to renew Anthony Carter's contract. Gosh, I think this was two thousand three. I'm looking it up. Yeah, summer of two thousand three. He's supposed to renew Anthony Carter's contract and forgets. The deadline passes, and Anthony Carter becomes a free agent. His contract gets wiped off the Miami salary cap. Pat Riley now has enough money to make this last second run at Lamar Odom and gets him. And gives him like six years, 60 million or something. So now he's on a team with Dwayne Wade, who's a rookie. And I forget, was, was Tough Juice on that team yet? I don't think so. Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. So he's on a team, Eddie Jones, Ray for Austin, Brian Grant, Dwayne Wade, Tough Juice, Udonis Haslam, Rasul Butler. Not a bad not a bad team. They only went 42 and 40. They won first round, and then they lost to the Pacers in round two. Okay, but, that all makes sense. But pretty good situation for Lamar Odom, right? He's there with yeah. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. This is great. With all that money, too. All right, Kobe and Shaq fall apart. Now Lamar Odom gets traded to the Lakers. Now it's just, now it's just him... Tough Juice and Kobe, and Kobe's in 35 shots a game mode for like three right. years. Yeah. And you could see Odom kind of checked out. That was not – is there a worse situation for him than that? Just being no. kind of the appendage for Kobe Bryant? Right. So what a shame. Like they, all the teams – like if he'd been on that Miami team with Wade and, you know, Tough Juice, like if that Shaq trade never happens, I think that's a much better basketball situation for him. For him, Absolutely. Um, and then finally, when they got Gasol, that team fell into place. But it took a couple years. Yeah. But um, yeah, it missed his prime. 
Yeah, he should have had... There should have been one awesome Lamar Odomir. So his best year was... Hmm. I guess in 05, his first Lakers year, he was 15 and 10. Oh, he was 17 and, not, 17 and 10 for the 04 Heat. And then uh, on the 08 Lakers, he was 14, 10.6 rebounds, three, three and a half assists. Yeah. Wow. In, uh, in 06, he was 15, 9, and five and a half assists. That's pretty good. Pretty good. PER, always like in the high teens. Makes perfect um, sense. I don't think he was close to being a Hall of Famer, although nothing would surprise me anymore. Right? I, With some of the people no. that are getting in now? I, well, I, yeah, right. I I mean, Jesus. We, 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 we've had our discussions on... Uh, <laughs> Maybe 12 years from now, he might be a Hall of Famer. No. <clears throat> never made but an all-star Never made an all-star team. career. Always a guy that, that you know... Um, was a was a plus for the teams he played on. Never and made an all star team. Perfect which, situation. Never made an all star team, which probably prohibits his Hall of Fame candidacy. Although again, I think so. if they're going to add seven guys a year every year, at some point everyone's going to be in the Hall of Fame. What wizards and bullets do you want in the Hall of Fame? Because they're all going to make it. Is Phil Chenier? Is he ready to get in now? <laughs> at this rate, Bob, is Bobby D in the Hall of Fame? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think so. Hmm. Let me look him up. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I hope Lamar Odom rallies out of this. Yeah, we're rooting thing. for him. And it makes me sad that uh, it makes me sad that he clearly seemed to be struggling for years and years, and nobody could figure out how to get to him, and he would just disappear and fall off the radar, all that stuff. I would say being found in a coma in a Las Vegas brothel is is almost as low as it gets. Well, I'm I, honestly, I uh, I'm glad he's survived so far. Me too. That, that's you know that story typically begins with you know found dead of drug right, overdose. Ninety nine percent of the time, he still got a chance. We're you know rooting for that. All right, thoughts and prayers to Lamar. All right, House, we're going to call the J Bug really quickly, but uh, we will talk to you next Friday. Thank you. Awesome. I'm letting that ice cube take me out. <laughs> you get the get the cube going. <laughs> All right. All right, it's time for our biggest mailbag question ever. We love tracking statistics with players and teams, so why not do it with our cars? Automatic is a small adapter that plugs into your car's diagnostic port and works on nearly every car made after 1996. With Automatic, you can keep track of any relevant stat, from fuel economy to trip logs to how much you're spending on gas. You can even figure out what that annoying check engine light means. Take your driving and commuting to the next level with automatic normally it's 99.95 but with the discount code bs it's 20 percent off that includes free shipping and a 45 day no questions asked return policy just go to automatic.com slash bs all right i have my buddy jaybug on the line he's in massachusetts longtime pat season ticket holder and here's the biggest mailbag question ever how many points are the pats going to beat the colts by this sunday are you, t- are you asking me that one? Yeah, I am. I'm asking you. I'm putting you in the spot. Uh, I'm a homer, man. That's 72, 10, 60, <laughs> 60 points. That's what I'm thinking. Can you can you describe the attitude of, of the city of Boston and the state of Massachusetts and the region of New England right now with this Sunday night game? Oh, man. I, I mean, last year it was FU mode, right? It's the same. It's carried over. And I... You know, I think we're overconfident. At the same time, we haven't lost to the Colts this decade. And we're two months away from being six years in to this decade. And with luck at quarterback, I think the closest he's come to beating, I said we, I mean the past. No, say we. I like when you say yeah. we. So, so I think the closest he's come to beating us was a playoff game. Like a, I think it was like 21 points. I think that's the closest that, that luck – Assuming he's starting. He might not even be starting. But we beat him by over 20 points every time we've played Lock. Or the Pats have won by over 21 points every time they've played him. So, and, he, and they haven't beat us once this decade. So, I, so that's just, you know, regular old Colts-Pats. Now this week, ah, oh man. The thing is, they're taking Gronk out. They've been taking Lewis out. So, Oh, you uh, worry about running up, like from a running up the score perspective? Yeah, yeah. Well, 
The last time Patriots fans have been this overconfident about a game was Super Bowl Forty Two. So what could go wrong? I don't yeah, know. don't. I don't know what could go wrong. This is true. It could. Uh, this is a little bit different, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I we're know. all I'm we're way, to... way, way, way overconfident. So all right, so let's talk about things to worry about. Uh, we lost our left tackle. We did. We're That's thin. We are we are very very thin. At, I think we have Cannon and we have Volmer and I yeah, think you a know bunch they're of dudes. gonna have to move like Williams over to town. I don't know what they're gonna do. They're gonna go with you know, Chandler and Williams. They're gonna get a lot of playing time. I'd imagine. We have a couple guys on the defense that I'd never heard of like four months ago. So that's that's maybe a slight problem, not a major one. Never, never a good thing. And from what I understand, um, Brown is out, or he's you know he's not playing. We're thin at quarterback, uh, cornerback too. So you know, Hightower's got his ribs. I think he practiced this week, but I don't know. I'm not sure if he's going to be there. But Mayo stepped in, so we're fine there. I don't know. And then the other, the other minor issue. It's not even that. It's less than minor. But Brady gave, uh, you know, gave a mildly eccentric interview on Monday and got <laughs> talking about how Coke is evil for kids. All that stuff. I actually agree with him. I think soda is terrible for kids. But it it is. And uh, and again, you know, I don't know how much behind the scenes talking he does. So he specifically said, you know, look at look at our Super Bowls. You know, look at the advertisers. It's soda. It's poison. It's poison for our kids. And I thought, oh, crap. Has he been preaching this stuff? And, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but, you know, when you're talking, I don't know if he did that intentionally because of the deflate gate stuff. And it's like, all right, I'll fight back, too. Mm. And I'll go at some of our sponsors. But, man, when I, I downloaded it, I didn't hear it on the radio, but I downloaded it because I had heard about it. And it was like, I listened to the whole thing. It was, yeah. I think it was 40 minutes. It's the longest I've ever heard him on the radio. And he was passionate. Uh, I, I'm going to use the word passionate instead of another word. Yeah. Some others have used to describe that conversation. Had. And, and not, to get on, not to get off track, but speaking of, you know, radio, uh, great, great job on Toucher and Rich. This week. Oh, you, like, you've been, you wanted me to go on that show for seven years. I know, and I know they come on at like 3 a.m. where you are, and I'm yeah. not sure how often you get to listen to them, but yeah. they they literally almost kill me once a week on my way to work. They're they're that they're that funny. Good. And I, I, again, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't, they don't need any. They don't need any bugs from me. But the bit they like do, the, they're just funny. All right, good. I'm glad you liked it. I mean, you've been pushing for years. I so, have. Good job. So you like the Pats laying 40 against the Colts. Yeah. And what about the Celtics over-under for wins is 44. Seems low. I like the over. <laughs> I like the over. But, again, hey, they're in the East. You know, I mean, it's not like there's anyone. Who are they? Even Cleveland is vulnerable, right? I know, I mean, Cleveland, like LeBron's getting shots on his back. And then, We're opening up against Philly, man. We're opening up against Philly, and I don't know. And then you like uh, – you're, you're rooting for Theo Epstein, Deep down, Jed Hoyer. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. One, yeah, 100%. Yes. Yeah. What 100%. an amazing. I know people have made this point, but man, if, if Theo brings a World Series to the Red Sox and a World Series to the Cubs, that's like the all time mic drop as a GM. Nobody's ever so, topping that ever. You, you just get walked into the Hall of Fame, I would imagine, right? I mean, yeah. I think, I think people should just feed you grapes for the rest of your life. You should just walk around as, as servants feed you grapes. What, what can be better than that? I love Theo. I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought Theo was great here. Yeah. I mean, it, he got forced. I think he got forced to do a lot of things that were, you know, based on uh, the sizzle factor and things that he might not have really wanted to do. And now you're seeing it with the Cubs. What he, you know, he brought in Lester, but for the most yeah. part, he's making smart decisions. So. And we like John Lester, too. We're rooting for John Lester. Absolutely. Yes. Of course we are. Right. Of course. I love Lester. Bug, we have to go. I just wanted to get your quick take. That's it, man. I That's think Pat seventy two ten. All right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Talk to you soon. All right. See you, pal. That's it for today's BS report. Thanks to Automatic.com for sponsoring today's podcast. With Automatic, you can keep track of any relevant stat with your car, from fuel economy to trip logs to how much you're spending on gas. Take your driving and commuting to the next level with Automatic. Normally, it's ninety nine ninety five, but with the discount code BS, it's twenty percent off. That includes free shipping and a forty five day. No questions asked, guarantee. Just go to automatic.com slash BS. 
And don't forget, my podcast listeners can use promo code BS for the SeatGeek app and get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. You count as a podcast listener. You do. You're listening to this podcast. You count. You should do this. Every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. It's the best way to buy tickets. To redeem your promo code and get $20 back with your first purchase, download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code BS. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy everything. We will be back next week.